If you are a brave heart, the next hour is just for you. Welcome to Brave Hearts Radio with Brian Reinbold. In this program, you'll learn who the brave hearts are and connect with them to help change the world. By doing so, you'll be changed for the better. Now, here is your host, Brian Reinbold. Welcome, brave hearts. You're listening to Brave Hearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You're tuned in to voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio. And I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today, we're going to talk about why we explore, why we explore, and especially space. Connect with us. Uh, check out our sponsor website. That's braveheartsforkids.org. And uh, always uh, want to also mention spotlighthope.org. That's a Brave Hearts for Kids app that we've been getting a lot of good feedback on. I'll share some of that with you later in the show. You can also email me at missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. And I expect we'll be taking calls in some later shows. In fact, I've got that scheduled for the 21st. So be sure to connect with us on social media, too. You can like us and follow us on Facebook at Brave Hearts for Kids. And connect with me on LinkedIn, too. Neil Armstrong stepped off the ladder of the lunar excursion module. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. That's a quote that I think... A lot of people find that resonates for them. It sure does for me. I love to tell the story about the first man on the moon. It seemed like the crowning achievement for the nation, perhaps even one of the greatest achievements in the history of mankind. And I speak of this often. I like to tell the story of Neil Armstrong and the first steps on the moon, one giant leap for land, mankind. And I'll, I tell my audiences that walking on the moon isn't the end of the story. It's not even the reason for the entire adventure that was undertaken in the first place. And in May of 1961, President John Kennedy declared, I believe that this nation should commit itself to achieving the goal before this decade is out of landing a man on the moon and returning him safely to the earth. And someone will always pop up with the realization that, uh, oh, it's not uh, landing a man on the moon, it's returning the astronauts to the earth. Yeah, that's the story. That's the story. And I think, you know, that is an excellent, that is an excellent observation. And I, I have to believe that returning safely to the earth was a very important factor in recruiting some of the astronauts and for uh, Armstrong and uh, his, his fellow astronauts, Buzz Aldrin and Michael Collins and all the rest that went later that, and their families, you know, that that's, that's a very important part of it. We're going to ascend to the moon, but we're going to bring you back safely too. That's a, that's a really good idea, but it's still not the end of the story. So then people will, well, what is the end of the story? What's the end of the story? And, you know, remember Paul Harvey used to say, uh, there's the rest of the story. So this is the way I see the rest of the story on, on uh, John Kennedy's speech about why why do we why do we go to the moon, why do and I, I love the part he says uh, he's he's speaking at Rice University in Houston, and if you if you see the video of that speech from May of 1961, you see John Kennedy speaking and he he says you know why do we go to the moon why why does Rice play Texas in football. And I remember Rice used to always get clobbered by Texas in football. And uh, why did why do we decide to go to the moon? He he said not because it's easy, but because it's hard. Because it brings out the best in us. Brings out the best in us. Not because it's easy, but because it's hard. Because it brings out the best in us. That's why we went to the moon. And I've seen pictures and stories and and even. Some, would it be video or movie reels of, of the accounts? Six weeks after returning to the Earth, the astronauts are riding down Fifth Avenue in New York City in the leather black seat, back seat of a Cadillac convertible. And they're, uh, in a, it, it, it's a, a day 
a lot like it is here now. Warm September sun and the ticker tape and confetti is fluttering down around them as they pass through the streets in New York City. And four million people press forward to roar their approval as the astronauts pass by. These heroes pass by. And on every corner, a band is playing a Sousa march. Well, I made that part up, but it seems like that would be, you know, it's like, da, 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 you know, all that, all that pomp and the confetti. And I can just see the ticker tape parade. And the reason for that was because these men signified something special. The idea that the nation had come together to achieve something that only eight years before many thought were just, was just absolutely crazy, insane, impossible. But I believe it's the feeling, the sense of achievement, that feeling, that's, that's the reason that we did that. Because we, there's the feeling that we get from the achievement. And there was a, there's a, uh, a, we were brought together, the people were brought together in a way that just doesn't happen very often. And I, I find that to be a, a terrifically uh, inspiring story. So why do we go to the moon? Why do we explore space? Why, why, do we, why do we continue to do that? Why are we going back? And I believe that the reason that we go back to space is because there we will find answers to questions that we don't even know are questions yet. We'll find answers to questions that we don't even know are questions yet. So I wanted to tell you a little bit about something I call the grain of rice story. I don't know if you've ever heard that one, but it's the story, and you might want to might want to make a note and write this down. This is a good one. I use this a lot. I suppose it better be good now, so I really played it up. The fellow who invented chess, and the king said, after playing the game, the king said, I, I, I just absolutely love the game. I love it so much. I will give you anything that you ask up to half the kingdom. And the, um, the fellow says, well, give me one grain of rice for the first square on the chessboard and double it for each square. So two for the second and the third day, give me four and the fourth day give me eight and 16. And, and the king looked back at him and he was, he was amazed. He, he, he was insulted. He said, he said, I've offered you so much. I love this game so much. And, and, and you insult me by asking for so little. And the king's advisor tapped him on the shoulder and he said, sire, by the time he is halfway across the board, he will have all the rice in the kingdom. And that is the power of, of compounding, of adding a, um, a, a double, doubling effect. And so when we, when we do something that has a grain of rice effect, we start out with a little action and get someone else to go along with that and then build on that one, two, four, eight, sixteen, thirty-two, sixty-four. I used to be pretty good at math, you know, take it every ten squares, it goes up a thousand fold. So ten squares, twenty squares, it's a million times, thirty squares in it's a billion times. And I did a calculation once upon a time. As I like to say, I did the math. And I came up with the idea that if rice production has been consistent since the time of Buddha, about 2,500 years ago, that by the time we got to the 63rd square, we would have all of the rice that has ever been produced on earth. So the idea of finding answers to things that we don't know are even questions yet. That's the that that to me is also the idea of exponential knowledge. Now, something else to consider with the trip to the moon. 
something that that uh, we we like to look back on that because we just had the this summer we had the 50th anniversary of the first moonwalk and i think the last time someone was on the moon was 1972 december of 72 so it's been a long time since we've been there and dang it i just think it's about time we go back and from there go on and and uh continue to explore as uh as they, they used to say, uh, the final frontier, because there is uh, there is a uh, a depth of space and there is a depth of knowledge and learning that we can experience by going back to space that uh, we simply will not be able to find any other place. And so I'm very excited about that. The idea that we do these things because of the feeling, that's that's the reason that we set goals and that's the reason that we that we continue to pursue goals and that we continue to go after things because there's a feeling that we have when we achieve things there's a feeling that we have when we experience things and i think the reason that that we explore to a great extent is because of the experience and the feeling that we have when we experience things is something that we we know that feeling we like that feeling and we want it again and that's why we explore that's why we go back and that's why we ought to go back to to space and we'll talk more about goals when we come back on the other side of the break I'm going to talk about goals and I'm going to talk about gamifying your goals. We'll be back with you on the other side of 60 seconds. Stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to braveheartsforkids.org. That's braveheartsforkids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist 
you see there's a little connection between being a mission specialist and talking about NASA, and we've covered that in some of the earlier shows. You're tuned in to voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live Internet talk radio, and I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today we're talking about why we explore, and especially why we explore space. Why do we go back? Check out our sponsor website, BraveHeartsForKids.org, and also uh, BraveHearts, uh, BraveHearts um, uh, app, uh, Spotlight Hope. That's at SpotlightHope.org. You can email me at MissionSpecialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org, and uh, be sure to connect with us on social media, too. You can like us and follow us. Please do on uh, Facebook, BraveHeartsForKids. Also connect with me on LinkedIn, making some nice connections with, uh, with folks on LinkedIn. And, you know, I, I mentioned the mission specialist. Uh, if you have an organization that could benefit from visioning, uh, ideating, uh, gamifying your your workspace or your your workplace or your your board meetings and things like that. Uh, I'd love to talk with you about that because there's nothing I enjoy more in the work that I do than than doing a retreat for uh, charitable organization or social enterprises. The you know the organizations that that are doing good and and we talk about the idea of doing good anywhere does good everywhere. I looked into that a little bit and I I had some ideas about the origin of that. I found several versions of the quote. Uh, I still think there's something from uh, Peter Diamandis from uh, the book uh, Abundance that had to do with doing good anywhere, does good everywhere. And, you know, I, I love to read and I don't always write down everything that I find in books. But I'd like to uh, to say I, if that's um, if that's where I got that, that's uh, that's one that I, I really like to use. And I believe it's it's true. Uh, and one that was kind of similar was attributed to Richard Rohr, and he said, "If it's true anywhere, it's true everywhere." Uh, that was from uh, Richard Rohr, and then uh, Maya Angelou, the poet. Uh, she said, "I'm convinced of this: good done anywhere is good done everywhere." So uh, I'm also convinced of that. Um, Martin Luther King Jr. He he said, "Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere." And, uh, of course, uh, Kent Keith um, had, had a book called Anyway, a poem called Anyway. It was one of my favorite little books. It's one of those books that you can read while you're waiting for a plane or even on a very short trip. And that's the kind of book I like to take on, uh, take on the plane. So it, I tell you, I love to do those retreats. If you have a chance to, uh, to, to get involved with something like that, what we what we enjoy doing is uh, to gamify the experience. And so is to, uh, to to set up something and say, keep it simple and start out with make it fun. Because I've shared this with you about goals for this radio program. The first goal I have is to have fun. And the second goal is to, uh, going back to the first goal, um, the idea that if you have fun doing something, you'll get more accomplished. So as I say, when you have more fun, you'll get more done. And I believe that's true. I, I think it's the difference between something we should do and something we want to do. You know, when you have the, the, the things that we procrastinate, and I don't know about you, but I I, I I I have a lot of trouble with procrastination, and I've really thought about it a lot. And what I came up with was the idea that the reason that we procrastinate, the reason I procrastinate anyway, is because I've got things that I think I should do, and they're not necessarily things I want to do. And so the difference between having something you want to do and something you should do, that, that's, that, it, that, that's where gamifying the experience comes in. So as an example, something fairly simple, I, I look to do 15,000 steps every day. And I got a Fitbit a couple of years ago. And I, uh, looking over the, the Fitbit data, 
it showed uh, some days I'd have uh, 6,700 steps and some days 10,000. And somewhere along the line, I'd set it up with a, telling it I had a goal of 10,000 steps per day. So I uh, currently have about 220 days in a row with 10,000 steps and about 160 days in a row with 15,000 steps. And the reason that I'm able to do the 15,000 steps, a lot of it is because I've I've turned it into a game. It's a challenge. I've made it fun to go after that. So when I look at the Fitbit and I say, oh, I got 1,700 steps, then I'll, I'll, I'll just walk for 300 steps. It's about three minutes of walking. And that that pumps me up to, it, it also, it, it, uh, it, it, puts me at 2,000, you know, so it helps me incrementally work toward that goal, but it also, it also helps um, uh, pump me up, you know, because get your, uh, get your, you know, when you're, when you're walking and uh, you, you know, you kind of get, feel more alert. As, you know, I, I, I've told you I've got a lot of favorite quotes and one other favorite quote is from Mother Teresa. And Mother Teresa is credited with the with the quote, "It is impossible to walk fast and be unhappy." And uh, if you know the uh, the image of Mother Teresa is not the image of someone I picture as walking fast, but you know she was uh, uh, she was uh, young in uh, in the way that we describe as as young. Uh, throughout so much of her life. And what I came up with is this idea of, of what youth is. Youth is not an age. It's a state of mind. And even more important than a state of mind, youth is a state of having passion for an ideal. So that's the idea. Staying young is the idea of having passion for ideals. And so I, I do have a, a, a goal an, an affirmation, and I say that the an affirmation because I see an affirmation as something that affirms the achievement of something. So it's I'm I'm presently achieving this. I'm presently inspiring this, and I and I hope that uh, this is something that is inspiring because I I do hope to be an inspiration to younger people, uh, age wise. You know and. Uh, by gamifying things, we can we can make that we can make that happen. So, in the uh, first episode, we talked about Braveheart and what it means to be a Braveheart, and how I became the mission specialist and the connection that we have uh, with the Bravehearts for Kids organization and NASA. And uh, in the second episode, uh, we we met the uh, some of the original people that um, have the courage to be of service to others. Last week, we talked about your authentic voice. And this week, I uh, wanted to talk about why we explore, why we go go back to space. And I, I really believe that the reason that we continue to explore and the benefit of it is because there we will find answers to questions that we don't even know our questions yet. And I loved what President Kennedy said. I loved the way that he put that. He said, we don't do this because it's easy. We do it because it's hard, because it brings out the best in us. We do things because it's hard, because it brings out the best in us, challenging ourselves to do better, to do more, and to be better, and to be more. And that's um, that's the idea. That's why we set goals. And so, I, uh, you know, at Thanksgiving a couple of years ago, and I, I believe I've shared this, this with you too, my coach Rebecca called and we were, I, I was expecting, you know, it's, it's Thanksgiving, it's near the end of the year, we're going to be setting goals for next year, we're going to decide on what we want, what do we want to achieve, what do we want, what do we want to do next, and instead of taking a look at what what we're going after, what we want. She said, let's take a look at what we've achieved. What have you done over the past year? What what do you have to be grateful for? And that was a profound experience for me because going back and looking at the things that I was grateful for, man, that 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 really jump-started things. And um, it, it gave me the, uh, the idea of gratitude is the beginning of all good things. And I started doing those retreats, what I call the 
you know, Einstein called them the water retreats. I just call them a personal retreat where I take a, a, a pad out and I sit down and, and I might have a, one of those yellow legal pads and you know, a cup of coffee and sit in a quiet place. And I did this around Thanksgiving, around Christmas that first year I did this. And just start out with the question, why? Just the one, one word on the page, why? And that, that's, the, that's, the, that's the, the question. When you are able to answer that question, the rest of the things fall into place. And I, I really believe that when we are able to answer the question, why? Why? Because of the feeling, because of the ticker tape parade, because of the feeling of being in the sun and the confetti falling around us and the bands playing and the crowds roaring their approval. That's the feeling that we want. That's the feeling that we're going after. That's the why. And we know that feeling and we, we, we want that again. So we go after that and we continue to pursue that. But we can begin with gratitude and say, I'm really grateful that we were able to do that, what we did, and we'll get off to a, a, a better start and launch from, from there to the next phase. So uh, after the break, we'll be coming back. I'm going to talk about uh, the uh, some of the things coming, coming uh, in from the mailbox. Uh, I've got some more stories for you and uh, some quotes and uh, maybe do another voice for you. So stick with us. Uh, I'll be back on the other side of 60 seconds. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Brave Hearts Radio is sponsored by Brave Hearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to braveheartsforkids.org. That's braveheartsforkids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, welcome back, Bravehearts. Uh, you're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You're tuned to voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio, and I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today we're talking about why we explore, and especially why we continue to explore space uh, to connect with us 
please check out our sponsor website. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. And, of course, the BraveHearts uh, mobile app, the SpotlightHope.org. Uh, got a lot of good feedback on that. I'll be sharing a little bit of that uh, with you soon. You can email me at missionspecialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. And uh, give, give me your feedback. Uh, positive comments, always uh, welcome. And, and uh uh, everything else, uh, well, everything else, welcome too. So be sure to connect with us on social media too. Like us and follow us on Facebook at Bravehearts for Kids. And then connect with, with me on LinkedIn, one of the other websites that I often will ask you to check out is the National Day Calendar, the nationaldaycalendar.com. And National Day Calendar, people have uh, made April 28th each year National Bravehearts Day. So we're working with uh, uh, the uh, we're working with organizations to uh, recognize uh, the Bravehearts. And at one of our uh, Bravehearts for Kids uh, board retreats uh, last summer, the summer of 2018, we we had a um, we had a retreat. We did in uh, what I call the idea hierarchy, and went through the. Um, I had about nine hundred ideas that uh, seven people came up with in three forty-five minute sessions, and we boiled that down to three things that we wanted to really focus on, and one of them was uh, well, one of them was the uh, spotlight hope. Uh, app and uh, getting getting the word out about that and how to go about doing that and we I think we've done a, a pretty good job with that I've got some nice feedback again on that uh, the, the second one was um, the national day promoting uh, Bravehearts uh, National Day and it's the idea that um, and the third one was the uh, uh, the idea. That we would uh, we would make that national day about a more inclusive concept. The idea that uh, brave heart, brave hearts, a brave heart is is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. So when you know of someone, and I and I am beginning to get uh, contacts from from people from all over the country now that have stories and ideas to talk about and having those conversations in the phone and and figuring out hey you know let's let's talk about that let's promote that let's see how that how we can work together and let's get the word out because remember doing good anywhere does good everywhere if you help another organization it doesn't hurt the organization it doesn't hurt someone else it makes the world better and that helps everyone. So that's the idea that we have in promoting other organizations to uh, to help them to to be better at what they're doing. I had something I, I wanted to get back to about the uh, that re, you know recapping last week and the uh, idea of the authentic voice. And when we when we talk about your authentic voice, we talk about an inner sense of credibility. And that's something that I thought, you know, the leadership is such an important challenge for so many organizations, for so many individuals. And I thought the first step in leadership is to find out, is to find your authentic voice, you know. So when you can lead yourself, then you may also be able to inspire others to follow. You can't expect someone to follow you if you don't know where you're going. So the first step in leadership is to find your authentic voice. You know, find when you can lead yourself, then you may also inspire others to follow. And uh, I think that's a that's a um, something to uh, to keep in mind and uh, helps with that answering that really really important question why. And I you know get, get, get uh, kind of came came to me as I think I was a little bit amused by it uh, the idea that you know finding your why but finding out why is that your why oh I mean we could really go go a long way there so the 30th of September that's today looking at nationaldaycalendar.com we have uh, chewing gum day hot mold spot cider day love people day mud pack day and save your photos day. Save your photos day. You know that. Um, you know my mom passed away in May, and uh, 
She was uh, living in California. She moved out to California for about the last year and a half of her life. And she moved out there to be closer to my sister. And um, so I used to at least for sure get up to see mom for Mother's Day. And uh, I would... uh, we, we would hang out and had some of the best times we ever had. We were those breakfasts the day that I would hit the road. And, um, but one time we're, we're just, we're just visiting in her apartment and uh, she lived in the, in the same place where she and my dad lived until my dad died. Um, but, um, mom went to the closet where the, where the games and such were, and she brought out a shoebox, and, uh, the shoebox was, uh, a shoebox full of photos, and there, you know, there were there they were all pictures that I, I had never seen before. So there was one of my mom, nineteen years old, sitting on the hood of a car drinking a beer, and I thought, man, that's that's not the picture of my mom that I remember because mom was uh, mom was always mom, you know, not um, not that. But I remember I remember uh, real coming to the realization that. Um, before she was my mom, she was herself. And that's really, you know, picture day, save your picture day. That uh, kind of reminded me of that story. And what, what, made it, what made it funny for me was the idea that we're looking through this old shoebox full of, full of photos. And mom asks me, should I keep these? And I was thinking, yeah, yeah, absolutely keep these. These are the greatest treasures we have, you know. And when I when I when I think of it, you know, save uh, you know, get, if the if the house is on fire, you know, uh, you know, grab your spouse, grab the kids, maybe your pets if you got them, and then uh, the next thing is the pictures. That's the thing you're you're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna save. So uh, it's it's that kind of thing. And I know you can keep them on the cloud. You can put them on Zuvio or or uh, places where you know where you can just. Um, uh, get access to your pictures and your videos and things like that, but it's it's so nice to have something that you can hold in your hand too. And I always like those uh, those photos that um, that you can do that too. Um, also, kind of re- it reminded me of another uh, story, and I, I got to share this one with you too because after my dad uh, my dad got Parkinson's, and in well, he was he was a teacher in Montana, 1959, 60, 61, 62, when I was born and my brother and my sister when we were all born. And so one day I got a call from from John. John Dosh runs the the antique store in Bismarck. And he said, he said, hey, Brian, I got um, I got uh, some yearbooks from Scobie, Montana. And your dad is in them. And I thought. He said, do you want them? I said, yeah, I'll be right down. So I ran to, ran to, I actually drove down. And I, I, I got uh, these uh, these three yearbooks from Scobie High School, Scobie, Montana, from 1959, 1960, 1962. And sure enough, there's there's my dad. He's 20-something years old, uh, you know, the social studies teacher at uh, the, the uh, junior high and high school in, in Scobie. And so... I was I was so happy. I was so proud to get those. And I, I went through and, and I went, first of all, I asked John, I said, where'd you get these? He said, we got them from the library. They were having, the library was selling things and we, we picked them up there. I thought, wow, that's pretty strange. So I, I went, I took them and I started showing, paging through one of these with my dad. He was like, hey, there you are. You know, there's, we'd, we'd go on that. And he looked up at me and he said, we just donated those to the library. And it, you know, I, I thought, out of everything that you have, you know, something like this, this is the thing that would be the most valuable to us, to us, uh, to us kids. So there's, um, there's a save your photos day reminded me of that from the national day calendar. I had a couple of things to share with you from, uh, feedback from the, uh, from the mailbox. Callie, says, I love this app. She's talking about Spotlight Hope, the Brave Hearts for Kids app. I love this app. I always use it during my clinical posting. It's very useful. Thank you. And Clayton says, uh, this app has amazing features where they also provide you with financial support by connecting you with a lot of local resources. And, you know, that's pretty important because we get um, we get a lot of calls. Uh, Sherry gets a lot of calls for Brave Hearts for Kids. 
and what she does is she she fields those calls and she helps put people in touch with resources. And I think it's something like 92% of the people who contact us are looking for financial help and having resources that can help them uh, to find that financial help. That's pretty valuable to those folks. And uh, we're happy to be able to provide that for uh, for people that really need it. Um, and you know the the cost of uh, treatment, even with insurance, can be in, in incredibly high. The machinery and the you know the, um, uh, the the technology is is phenomenal. Why do we explore? Because we continue to find answers to questions that we didn't know are questions. Next time when we get together, I'm uh, going to have uh, Sherry from Brave Hearts for Kids as my guest. And uh, I'll be back on the other side of uh, the break. We'll finish up with, uh, with some, uh, some stories and uh, some news about what's coming up. And hope you'll stick with us. And we'll be back with you on the other side of about 60 seconds. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Brave Hearts Radio is sponsored by Brave Hearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You are listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm Brian Brian Reinbold, your host, and I am the mission specialist. I shouldn't have quite that much trouble with my own name, right? So, you know, I find that's uh, that's interesting. A, a, a lot of times I get introduced and people will get the name wrong. And I found that that's the, the most important thing about being an MC is to get people's name right. And sometimes they're simple, sometimes they're not. You're tuned to VoiceAmerica.com. We are the leader in live internet talk radio. I'm grateful to be with you here on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel today. We're talking about why we explore and connecting with us on our sponsor website, BraveHeartsForKids.org. You can also check out SpotlightHope.org, NationalDayCalendar.com. Email me at mission specialist at braveheartsradio.org, especially if you have some great comments to, uh, to add to the content of the show. If you um, are interested in a retreat or some other type of work with your charity and uh, promoting your charity, uh, let me know that too. Uh, charity, social enterprise. Um, we be sure to connect with us on uh, social media too, and uh, you can like and follow us on Facebook at Brave Hearts for Kids, and do connect with me also on LinkedIn. You ever see 
or hear the phrase for your convenience, sometimes I just wonder if pe- what people are thinking. Because I, I remember, you know, it just occurred to me that this is really a strange way of putting things when the branch bank that we used to bank at, and it was in a grocery store, you know, so, but it was, the, uh, it was the little branch bank that was in the grocery store that we, we would go to. And I, I imagine you probably are familiar with seeing a, a branch bank of some brand of banking that is in the grocery store where you shop. Well, there was a sign on the counter one day, and it said, uh, for your convenience, this location has been closed. And we are open at, and they gave the new new address of the other location. And I thought, you can't be serious. This is what I said because that's not really for you know, just like your for your convenience. Here's the address of the new location, but that's not it's not for our convenience that you close this branch. So it happens over and over again. Hey, you know what? Share those with me at uh, uh, mission specialist at uh, braveheartsradio.org. And uh, those are some fun things to uh, the irony of those things. And one of our upcoming coming episodes, uh, we'll be talking about perspective power. And uh, one of the things that I love about uh, the power of perspective is, first of all, the humor, and uh, second is the um, the irony. You know, and, and taking a look at something from a different perspective sometimes it really gives you a, a good view of things. You know, I, I started the story last week about I called it wallets, and uh, the the uh, the first time that I, I I lost my wallet when I was skiing at uh, Bridger, Montana, and I was in college, and uh, got it back with all sixty dollars, everything I had to get back home to college, and uh, the second time when I. I uh, got a call from the restaurant in Bismarck, and they said, uh, hey, we got your wallet here. You know, somebody brought it in from the parking lot, and I went and ran back down to the restaurant, and uh, it was all uh, $245 and, and credit cards. Everything is just the way it was when I, when I left, you know, when I, when I lost it. And people would say, yeah, yeah, sure, only in, in Bismarck or only, you know, only out here, that kind of thing. And I, and I, and I sort of believed that, and then... Uh, Sherry and I were downtown Chicago, and she had left her purse somewhere, and we'd found uh, we 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 got it back. Um, um, I, I called her called her phone, and somebody answered the phone. They they said this is the Chicago police. Somebody found the purse and handed it to a uniformed police officer. And uh, the the fourth episode, which I didn't get to before the close last week, was. Um, my daughter Marcella was here, and she, we were at uh, Navy Pier, busy place, uh, and she came out of the restroom into the into the restaurant area, and she was she just ashen. She was just really really looked shaken up, and she she said, "I left my backpack in the restroom, and when I went back, it was gone." And I thought, oh my goodness, that's going to be difficult because uh, she's flying the next day, and you know, I don't know, I don't even know how you'd fly if you didn't have current ID or anything like that. If that, you know, um, write to us at mission specialist at uh, braveheart at uh, braveheartsradio.org uh, and let us know if you know the answer to that one. But uh, we, so we went to Lost and Found. We thought, well, you know what? Let's go to Lost and Found. Let's do a Lost and Found report. And while we were at Lost and Found. A family approached us, and they said, um, "Is this yours?" And they handed her her um, her backpack. And I thought that was great. And what it what it tells me is, it's not just Bismarck. It's not just something something like that. That's the way people are. And for the most part, when I tell this story, people say, "Yeah, that's what I do." You know, that's what that's what we do. I had uh, very few situations that we know where where we know someone that. That, that would not return someone's wallet or backpack or purse exactly as they found it. You might look in it to see whose it is so you can get it to them. But that's, that's the way people are. And I think when we expect that, we, we, get, we get the results. Because we really do tend to, to get what we expect. So I got um, a couple minutes left. I'm going to tell you a story that somebody said, 
Oh yeah, you got to keep keep uh, keep track of your story. Terry Watson had a presentation for the National Speakers Association Academy, and he said he said keep track of what you what you talk about that's funny, what tr- strikes you as funny. And there was a story that I told, and it's been it's it's an old story, but I remember telling you it's about it's about uh, the first time the Pope came to the United States, and he got off of the. He got off of the uh, jet and he went down the ramp and he got onto the get got to the limo and he he said, "Wow, that's a Cadillac limousine. I've never 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 uh, seen one before. I'd, can I drive?" And the driver said, "No, it's I, it's my job to drive. I you know I can't let you drive." And Pope said, "I'm I'm a good driver. I I just really miss doing that. That's what's something I really miss now." And uh, so he the. Um, the, the the driver said uh, okay so the, the the pope got in he started driving around he got uh, got a little bit off track and he got stopped by a dc metro cop goes up and taps on the window and the pope rolls down the window shows him his license and the dc cop goes back into the, he's he gets on the radio he says hey base we got a big one well who do you have he said Congressman, he said, not bigger than that. He said, Senator, he's bigger than that. He said, well, well, who is it? Who'd you pull over? He said, I don't know, but his driver is the Pope. I think I've allowed enough time to have elapsed for the laughter to have died down. So thanks for joining us this week. And you've, uh, we've been talking about why we explore, and I've been uh, rolling with some other ideas along that line, too. We're here on Bravehearts Radio on the flagship variety channel on voiceamerica.com. We're, we're the leader in live internet talk radio. Remember to check out braveheartsforkids.org and to follow and like us on Facebook. You can also email me at missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. And please plan to join us every Monday at 4 Eastern, 1 Pacific. The next two weeks, we will be talking about the future, and it's better than you think it is. And we will have as our special guests, Sherry Sarver-Johnson next week and the week after, Dr. Carl Sovak. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. See you next week. Until then, be well. Thanks again for joining us this week for Brave Hearts Radio. Be sure to tune in for another edition featuring your host, Brian Reinbold. The show can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next time. 